Welcome to the Jesus Walks podcast about leadership. And uh, today we're going to talk about the fear, our fear, and the fears that we have and how that affects our leadership. Uh, my name is Martin, and I'm uh, sitting in Gothenburg, Sweden, and uh, as, as usual, Marxist. Then not Jakob from Bergen. Yeah. So um, I know that I I, um, I mentioned um, a book uh, in one of the previous podcasts uh, that's called Mastering Fear, and it's written by two psych- psychologists, and they are are writing that all fears that we have is down to two of the basic fears. The first one is uh, fear of not being loved, and the second one is is fear of not having control. And uh, they say that every, all other fears are just outpourings of one of these two, two fears. And um, if we no, now talk about the leadership, we can, we can see that we have fears uh, in many different areas. Uh, fear of failure is one uh, uh, often... Uh, mentioned and and some other is is a fear of what what people will think um, and uh, a lot of us all also fear when talking about Christian leadership uh, fear about the cost it will we will need to we need to pay or the struggle we need to uh, to um, to take and uh, then a lot of, of uh, fears when it comes to relationship, I guess, with uh, fear of not being loved or fear not being accepted, fear of, fear of uh, people uh, talking behind my back, that kind of fear. Uh, and then uh, fear of, of, of taking risks, for example. I don't, that's the natural uh, of the, the control part. I, I'm, I'm fear of having a, taking a risk. And and all these fears are are affecting us all in our leadership, and uh, that's what we're going to talk about today. So, Antjakob, um, what's your experience of, of fears in in leadership? Yeah, I think it's a big one. I think it's a big one. It's uh, it, it, Jesus mentions it a lot actually in the Bible. Like it's a lot in the Bible. Fear not, and. Um, I recently read a book about uh, about um, this uh, Norwegian leader, uh, this um, missions leader from Norway, and he was uh, sharing Agel Edvardsen is his name, and he was sharing that he had like on different uh, moments he had this this real fight with fear, especially just ahead of entering something new God was leading him into, and so I think that the fear is like one one way that you know the evil or darkness can try to manifest to try to to um, to kind of uh make you shrink back from what god wants you to enter into when it comes to leadership i think also you see in acts about how they were like threatening and persecuting against the apostles and stuff but but then i think it's the other other side that is like the fear that we struggle within uh, that has to do with my inner life that has to do more with with uh things inside in my own life that are maybe are not in the place where they need to be. And I think that that is the day-to-day fear, at least for me, that has been the biggest deal. And it's been a whole journey to try to 
to figure out really where does it come from? How can I get free from it? So yeah, I would say it's a big one. And how about you, Marx? Is uh, what's your experience of the fear? Yeah, I think uh, <clears throat> it's uh, it's definitely a big topic, and uh, also in my life, uh, you know, in the last uh, I think year year and a half, I have been uh, yeah, pondering much more, also uh, introspectively, on the way how uh, how I operate, uh, especially in terms of leadership, and I think. Uh, where the rubber meets the road is like some conflict situations and uh, you know when the pressure comes on uh you know uh, have been just uh, yeah taking more time to see uh uh fears in my life and how do they you know uh, are hidden in some areas and uh, how that affects not only my relationship with god but also this uh, horizontal level in terms of the connection with people or quite the opposite actually disconnection therefore so yeah so it's something uh yeah uh, I think it's very uh, relevant to, for us to talk here today. Well, one thing that I th- feel that is, is uh, like extra challenging is uh, like the second time around. For example, uh, when you're having some kind of uh, conflict or some kind of uh, situation, you feel that, yeah, we need to have this uh, difficult conversation about this. Uh, and it feels a bit... Uh, uh, hard to have it, but you are you are forcing yourself as a leader to to take that conversation, for example, and then it uh, ends in disaster, and then you have <laughs> then you have the the a similar situation a year later or so. That kind of fear, I think, it's it's much it's is much more challenging because then you also have an experience that isn't good that uh, as you said uh, it the relationship broke uh, or, or or something like that marxist or or uh, um, things happened that that isn't solved that in in a way you are you think you acted correctly in a big sense of course you can always have uh, do improve in your conversations but and the setting but in a, in a in in the in a big sense you acted rightly but you are still uh, in a way wounded of the of the results and then you need as a leader you know that you need to enter into the same kind of situation again but then the fear comes and i think that one is a that that's a tricky one what's uh, have you experienced that and what's your advice on jacob yeah, like I, I grew up in Kristiansand on the in the southern part of Norway, and it's a culture that is not very uh, fond of confrontation. So for me, it's been also like a bit of a school on getting a bit more direct, you know, and learning that. I have a wife from Latvia, and so she's been teaching me a bit because the Latvians are a bit more straight on. <laughs> uh, so I think when it comes to just the threshold of of handling uh, confrontational types of of talks, I mean in love, but still that are kind of yeah, kind of head on. Uh, it's been very helpful for me to be in Israel. It's a culture that is even more direct, and so it's like you come to a restaurant, and, and back home in Norway, the waitress would say kind of like, "Yeah, hello, so nice to see you. Would you like to sit here or maybe here? Or, you know, here's the menu. I'll come back. Oh, you need some more time. Yeah, I'll come back again. You know, this is kind of what I'm used to from back here. You know, you come in Israel, uh, even though they are very nice, but when you come in, 
there is this young waitress. She's 24 years old. This is a beautiful young lady. Um, and then she says, what do you want? <laughs> like, why are you here? <laughs> you know, like straight in your face. And it's just this huge cultural difference. So I, so I think, but I've seen that when I've been in Israel for, let's say, two weeks, and we have been living and in, in, uh, traveling around. After those two weeks, I come out and I feel I'm, I'm much more able to be direct and handle it fine. So I think it's also something about getting used to it. It's like, so, so when you have done something one time, two times, three times, uh, that's also a way to face the fear is actually just to, to go straight against what you are afraid of mm. uh, and just do it. And then mm. you grow. So that's just one response. Yeah. Uh, one thing I, I was just thinking is also that uh, often, you know, uh, especially in the leadership and uh, ministry, uh, what we naturally all meet is uh, brokenness, right? On every level, uh, you know, in our lives. But then, of course, it uh, comes uh, the more we are with people, uh, you know, we just see the, the result of sin uh, in, on so many levels. And I think uh, what I have been uh, pondering also, even on my uh, walks to the shop, is that often we are sensitive beings, so we we pick up on you know what people carry in their life, and often uh, it, it is like what you say, Antiakob, also on a on a relational level, you know, uh, in situations where I feel uh, the fear or like uh, on the other side of the you know <laughs> person, and it's and then at that moment, and sometimes it's like circumstances, conflict situation, you know, you just feel like the knife hanging in there or uh and you know uh different situations like these and then what i have discovered is that i have a choice actually at that moment i have a choice under to go underneath that uh, mm -hmm. reality whatever that is sometimes it can be fear sometimes it's just like you know like whatever uh heaviness you know uh, <laughs> it's hard to breathe it's like it feels heavy and or at that moment, I can choose actually to go for a connection and remain in love. And, uh, and I've experienced some very weird situations where, where like, um, yeah, uh, we once went to like a foreign city to help in a conflict situation. And it, we were in this room like full of conflict and you just like feel the tension. But what we did, we looked into each other's eyes with a friend of mine. And at some point we felt that something shifted in our hearts and we started smiling and we felt how the love of God suddenly like really came upon us because we pray for that meeting and for us to actually uh, try to find the connection point instead of disconnection. And what happened was it really shifted my heart. And I went in those conversations bringing something else rather than taking uh, you know, what was there and kind of jumping in the river of fear. And uh, I know, Jacob, you had this expression, right, about these two rivers. And uh, I think it, it uh, in my end, I realized I always have a choice. And... Uh, and yeah, so that's something I've been uh, trying to uh, make a resolution in my life more and more choose uh, not to go uh, to what I sense or feel, but uh, yeah, uh, to remain in Christ in those situations. Mm. I think one, one um, thing that is, is extremely interesting when you, when you talk about fear in, in leadership is the, the fear uh, of the people that we are leading or, or relating to in, in uh, different ways. Because fear is... Um, uh, it's interesting because it's it's uh, it's extremely strong, but it's also uh, a bit uh, subtle. You you don't really uh, you you're not sure that its fear is there in the background because it uh, reveals uh, itself in so many different other ways. Uh, for example, 
Um, anger. Uh, anger is not a feeling. Anger is always a reaction of something else, often fear. So you're not just, you're never angry. You are, uh, you are, uh, often you are, are, uh, are, are scared and then your reaction is to become angry or you are feeling that someone is um, pushing you or you don't feel loved and, and, and therefore you get angry. But for example, when people suddenly become angry, that's my, my experience is that they are often uh, scared. But if you try to, to meet them in their anger, uh, you, you, you don't solve anything. It's, it's always in their fear you need to meet them. And, and also a lot of other situations when, when people are acting a bit strange, it's often fear that is, is the underlying um, feeling. And I think that mm-hmm. as a leader is in, in extremely important to, to be able to spot that because otherwise we, we don't get any further and we can't help people and we, are, we, we get a bit confused. Mm-hmm. So what, what, what's the what's the what's this all about? Uh, so th- therefore, I also think that it's extremely important for us to understand our own fear, but also trying to understand fear as as a common theme in order to be able to to uh, understand pe- people and and therefore also lead them. Have you have this kind of experience when when this uh, fear is bubbling up in in a, in a totally different way? Marxis? Uh, uh, yeah, one example I, I come across is uh, uh, it was actually a gathering, uh, and uh, there was one lady that uh, came from a totally different context, a different church tribe, and, and uh, you know, uh, the acquaintance uh, with the, like kind of that, uh, so, so to say, tribe was some doctrinal, you know, I would say <laughs> different views. And and uh, I'm now telling the subconscious part, you know, and, and so uh, once there was like open mic setting that we have, you know, according to First Corinthians 14, 26, we like encourage people, you know, to, to take part. And if there's something to contribute to the gathering, you know, we give space for that, which is beautiful, but it's also uh, a beautiful ri- risky moment. And so what happened was that uh, I saw that she, she uh, came up to actually share something. And what happened... In, Innerly, I felt like this uh, huge fear uh, suddenly like really bubbled up, and uh, I felt afterwards also that I didn't want to speak with her, and I thought she, you know, what she will say, you know, how, what like uh, kind of result will that bring to the meeting and so forth, and in my head, this spinning really started, and I didn't look to her as a person. It's like okay, so the possible uh, wrong theology and these things, and. and she said, like, beautiful stuff, you know, it was all good. But still in my heart, I felt this kind of distance from her. And I was going uh, after the gathering uh, in my car, uh, you know, happy. And, and, and suddenly, like, I felt like God, so to say, came in the car and spoke to me. And he said, I love that this lady came to the gathering today. And at that moment, I felt that it was like a mirror showing that I didn't. And, and he actually showed that I had this fear. <laughs> Uh, and that because of that, I not only uh, didn't like find this connection with this lady and I didn't want to greet her and I had this kind of distance, but I 
I just I didn't see her as a person at that moment like God did, and I and and I felt my repentance, you know, towards God was also afterwards writing to this lady and saying, actually, I'm I'm really happy that you came, you know, and I shifted the way how I saw her, but that moment really spoke to me in a deep way how often so on a subconscious level, uh, as a leader, I can uh, you know act and even lead from these uh, scary places because of my insecurity or my uh, way of like filtering people and not seeing for them uh, how God sees them. So yeah, that was one example uh, kind of on the subconscious level that God needed to come in and actually show uh, deeply my insecurities and yeah, kind of start to deal with them. Hmm. It was like an awesome comment, Martin. Uh, I've seen I've seen in my my life um, that um, different things can come up from this root of insecurity or fear, just like you are sharing, Max. Is, uh, and I think one thing that I've noticed is that people that are here locally uh, with us in the church in Bergen, <laughs> it's so funny because they have so many times or several occasions been telling me to be more bold, uh, and I think they have kind of some somehow seen that. Sometimes I can be very bold and sharp and in faith. Uh, and perhaps particularly somehow if I'm serving somewhere else that I feel very free and I can just like, you know, kind of speak what I feel God is saying. And stuff. But when I'm at home, uh, here in the home church, I somehow maybe even more have had a kind of tendency without seeing it myself so clearly to, to, to hold back a little bit and be a little bit kind of less sharp. And I think... Sometimes it has been kind of thoughts of, ah, but, you know, when you're here with the home church, you need to be like pastoral as a leader and not be too sharp because you are with these people all the time. And, you know, you, you, um, you have to think in a holistic way. So that's been kind of one way of thinking going around. But I think also there is part of it that has to do more with uh, insecurity on, on a level that I think is very relevant in, in leadership both for Christian leadership, but also I think in business. or And that is a bit like what you talked about, Martin. Uh, that has to do more with what, what will come back to me. You know, What will the circumstances uh, tell me back? What will be the reactions of the people if I say this or I do that, right? Yeah. If I lead in a very unorthodox way, for example, that, that would go a, against the, the tradition or what people are used to, for example, because I feel God is actually leading me to something particular that people won't even fully understand maybe mm. what then you know what, what if it requires me to become unpopular or you know and i think these insecurities if we talk about uh, like on a, on a christian leadership type of um, perspective i think also insecurity in terms of okay am i good enough mm. am i good enough as a leader or not mm. you know and, uh, and, and I think that is something that, um, I mean, it, it's important sometimes maybe to, to have just an honest look at what is my role? Is this the right role for me? I mean, we also have to be honest that in life we are different and we have limitations. And, you know, it, it, we, sometimes we can even end up in the wrong place. And then it will be just great for us not to have to be in that place, right? Yeah. But often it is this type of performance mentality and 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 uh, the seeking of for physical outward results mm. and also this thing about comparing yourself to others that i think have become a big part of church culture that it has more to do with a, some sort of a 
um, secular type of growth mentality, you know, or like performance mentality that is a lot in the West. And then, and but as far as the Bible goes, I think the Bible speaks much more about being obedient to God mm. and following Jesus, doing the right thing, not the thing that will have the most people give you a like, but to do the right thing. Mm. Then maybe some people will give you an angry face on, you know. Mm. But that would still be the right thing, uh, and it would be—it's more important for God to to live a holy life in the secret, for example, mm. than to become the most um, funny speaker or the most popular speaker in the city. You know, like mm. there are these things that I think we are—we are—we um, are insecure in our identity, and we are insecure about what is God asking of us and what is the mm. right thing somehow. And uh, and I'm working on on getting like really free, in a sense, to just to follow God. You yeah, know? kind mm. of like the old the old prophets in the Bible who are kind of the prime example that would just if nobody will follow, I will still be true. You know, mm. that's a but bit I, extreme. But yeah, but isn't it also a bit in our culture that uh, uh, we are uh, afraid of conflicts and a lot of leadership uh, now I seeing it from a Swedish perspective where I, I know it's best, but, but a lot of leadership is not to, uh, not to accept, not to, um, uh, not, not to create any fine, any kind of conflict, uh, uh, to have uh, the status quo attitude. Uh, and, uh, we are leading a lot about, uh, yeah, out of fear, uh, fear of conflict, fear of what people would say, fear of mm. any uh, uh, people will turn us, turn our back to us and so on. I, I think this is, especially in the church, this is yeah. uh, extremely um, often that we see that kind of leadership. And we, mm. we call it in, in very good uh, terms, like uh, yeah. uh, pastoral or caretaking or... Uh, uh, loving or including or whatever, but but the reason the, the risk is that we are leading uh, out of fear, and then we are leading. It's more about like uh, what uh, uh, what do I do so the group is happy, not not how do we lead as uh, as God has called us, uh, and that we are stepping away of leadership when uh, it comes to a question that is, uh, that we could have different opinions on, for example. Yeah. And we, we say that, oh, we, we won't talk about it. I see in, in the, uh, like in, in the, in the, if you look at denomination level, you had several uh, areas that you don't talk about because you know that we have different opinions and in order to, uh, keep it stable, we don't talk about these issues and, uh, and are just, uh, uh, forgetting about them, and then everyone is happy. And I think that's a that's a real challenging in our leadership because it it feels really good, but it's uh, uh, it ends uh, in really bad places when we're yeah. just uh, trying to um, yeah have everyone uh, approving us and uh, feeling good. And yeah, and just like to add, uh, don't you think, guys? It's like totally the story of Saul, uh, right? Uh, and and if we think back, uh, the first king of Israel. And mm. I was just thinking today, even about his words, how he himself summarized, you know, uh, his, uh, you know, leadership, right? So he said in First uh, Samuel fifteen, uh, "I have sinned, for I have transgressed the commandment of the Lord and your mm. words." And then he explains, 
Why? Because I fear the people and obey yeah. their voice, mm. you know. And in reality, it wasn't the enemies that actually was the problem. If you look, no. you know, there was only one tribe that was still alive. I think Agag, but in reality, he was afraid of rejection from his own. You know, yeah. the, the ones that he leads, and and uh, suddenly the the responsibility responsibility is on his shoulders uh, mm. instead of what God had told or shown before. Mm. I think uh, it's so. It's as you say, it's the, so much the same today, right? We. Uh, I think as a leader, the mo probably one of the uh, uh, the scary places to be is find your worth uh, or like your identity in the people you lead, uh, right? Because mm. uh, if that's taken away, or it starts to shrink, and mm. it's uh, it's a very um, yeah very vulnerable place to be. Uh, yeah. And I just think this fear God versus fear people, and if if you, if we actually fear God in a whole holistic way. And if find that he's the source uh, of of who we are and our identity, and he he doesn't leave or, or forsake us. Uh, people might, yeah. uh, they might not, but uh, uh, as we choose to lead in godly way, it's like we we can't change that area. But what we can is like obey his his word, uh, you know. Yeah. And so, yeah, it just connects with that story so much. I think. Yeah. Also, just one thing connected to it is it's also that. Uh, you might have had an experience uh, where you believe God has told you something about the future. And, um, and then you find yourself at some point uh, struggling uh, to, or you are, you are fearful and insecure because you don't see this thing coming to pass. You don't understand somehow why. And um, I had a very interesting talk with, uh, with Leva, with my wife about this, because when I was a very early believer, I, I um, had a, had many, many visions about the future that the Holy Spirit was revealing to me. And I saw, I saw things that were like kind of far too big for me, you know, like uh, that had to do with uh, many different nations and there were all these things. And, and I had a really like an open heart. Uh, so I really believed I was praying. I was had years of a lot of prayer and, and, and then when you get into the more like uh, physical, uh, expression of of walking out this walk you know and then you see that things are moving but it's going very slowly and there is far more resistance than what you maybe um, expected or it or it is dragging out and you 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 don't understand from a human perspective how this can happen you know there and there are many many stories in the bible on this many different characters that go through these kinds of testings and things look impossible like abraham joseph or moses or you know, but but then but then I felt like this this kind of heaviness of of carrying the 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 burden or the the responsibility of those things that I had seen. You know, mm. suddenly it was on me. And when you have that, maybe some of you who are listening or watching can can uh, can identify somehow that you start to feel like you have to make this come about, and it's not happening, at least yet, right? And you feel the the pressing burden and. But then Leva, my wife, who is a, a like a believe, really believing woman, she um, she just told me like Jacob, like make up your mind. If this was something, was this something God told you or was it not? She asked me. And she she is a discerning woman, so she knows that you can also have things that are not from God. But she said, you really believe this is God or not? What you saw, and I told her, I really believe it's it was God. I really believe it to this day. And then she said, then it's simple. If, if God said it, he's going to fulfill it. It's not, it's not, you don't have to worry about it. Don't carry it, you know, let God carry it, you know. And I think uh, it's also something about making up your mind. Uh, 
to trust God and not trust yourself to have to, but trust God, you know, and have, have your freedom. That's a big one from my yeah. side. But isn't it also, we can, can, can connect this to leadership in a, in a small group or in a church or in a business or wherever, because uh, as long as we, we are holding, holding on to it and says, yeah, this is mine, then I also need to lead it as it, it needs to sustain, it needs to grow, it needs yeah. to uh, get people's approval. But if it's God's, I can be faithful and do what I think he's, he's telling me to do. Yes. And if people... If people get angry or leaving or uh, uh, talking bad about me or whatever, uh, that's actually his problem, not my problem, because it, it's not my, it's not, uh, it's not my uh, project that I'm leading. It's his, his project. Hallelujah for that. Yeah. <laughs> But also, I, I think when, when you, if we look in the gospel, Jesus, uh, at, at one occasion, a lot of people are, are leaving him, and he asked the twelve. Okay, so are you leaving me as well? Uh, and and we mm. see that he, he, he didn't lead out of fear. He lead out of, of truth yeah. or what he, he, he thought was, was uh, right. But uh, yeah. people left him, even though he was full of mercy and truth. And, and we can have this like romantic picture that he was yeah. so... Uh, he was God, so people just been drawn to him. But uh, we, we see here that people actually left him because... He, uh, the truth or the way he led was too too much of a challenge. Mm. But uh, if we, uh, it's this is interesting. Shall we? We should um, we should uh, talk something about uh, Jesus as an example, but also how to handle our own fear and and get rid of it. Marxists. Uh, give us the answers now <laughs> in two minutes yeah uh, one and a half no yeah yeah uh, well, i mean uh, i'm in the, definitely in the process uh, uh now but uh god spoke to me that he actually uh like a year ago or a year and a half that he will give me conflict situations and that through them he will actually teach me so i'm uh, i'm on the process uh in, in the learning curve but uh what i have discovered is that uh All I can really be responsible is my uh, my uh, kind of uh, you know way how I respond, and not react. And you know there are a lot of uh, possibilities to uh, to react. Uh, you know as circumstances kind of happening to me or problems coming up my way, and uh, then I I just see uh, that what has uh, yeah changed my perspective is just. Uh, Yeah, uh, seeing if uh, asking Holy Spirit uh, why why I react this way. You know, sometimes my wife is very helpful, and and God uses her to speak in my situation as well. I, I try to also listen to the people around, but uh, to actually not run away from uh, from uh, you know fear in my life, but actually see that it's Holy Spirit's uh, uh, beautiful way of ministering to me to set me free. Uh, and you know, as you say, sometimes it it comes up on the surface through control. Sometimes it comes up again through like running away from problems. You know, it can be very different, and I think we we, we maybe touched some, but it can come as you say in so many forms. But the changing part, uh, the life or heart changing thing, has been actually taking responsibility when uh, God shows something, and to actually repent of that. Uh, and kind of, you know, metanoia, change, uh, change my thinking, change the way how I see either myself, the people, God, and uh, and say, God, uh, you know, help me to make the next step differently. So, uh, so yeah, I've been, 
I think both of these uh, finding uh, finding freedom in God if people leave, but at the same time not ma- not trying to make people leave by the way how I live my life. You know, actually uh, mm-hmm. trying to look for connection uh, to see Jesus' heart for people. If they leave, yes, they might. But my purpose is actually like operating His love, and you know, mm-hmm. it, His love brings healing both for me, but also for the people I lead and uh, for everyone like listening. Uh, yeah, uh, let Holy Spirit first minister to your heart. And if he does it, it will come naturally for you to help others as well, to uh, leave fear, uh, fear of men, or uh, yeah, and uh, go in uh, fear of the Lord. Where is this safe refuge? Mm. If I, I can continue, uh, to say, like apart from the fear of the Lord that you mentioned, Mark says that the other fear, which is like kind of the wrong fear that we're talking about today, um, I think that it, it can it can be in a way that the darkness in the world, like evil in the world, can hit you in different ways. But it will try to get to your heart. But sometimes it, it tries to get to your heart in a, a bit of a hidden way. And that is when other people sin against you. As for example, you, are, uh, you have a very tough experience in your life. It's maybe traumatic. Some people have been really, really attacking you, or even when you were young, or kind of, you know, spoken... Uh, in public about you in a very uh, degrading way or it can be all kinds of physical experiences or but there is a trauma there's a very tough um, experience you had because something very heavy and, and and hard hit you and and then years after you can be struggling with fear and and you don't understand how to get free somehow and so i think i would just want to say that unforgiveness or or the lack of having forgiven people that have hurt us is a very big key to getting free from fear and it's a little bit hidden because because they were the one who hurt you right so it seems strange that why should i then struggle with fear or with 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 darkness or with bitterness you know such things but that is actually the reality of what you struggle with that you are struggling with being bitter Mm. You are struggling with with fear uh, that come up in the same type of situations when you meet people that are remind you of these people, or you know. Um, and the fact of the matter, then I think, is that sometimes we've for- forgotten to go through to really forgive those people. And often, when we forgive, we also find that this fear and and bitterness, like kind of also darkness, is kind of cleansed out of our life. So mm. that's a key we too good to mention. That's good. I was uh, thinking because Jesus isn't facing fear so much. I, I, I think it, uh, I don't remember so many times when when he he expresses fear. But I, one time it's it's really typical. And I think he he gives us uh, two um, two key examples uh, in handling fear, and that's the the Thursday in the Easter week, and uh, the, it's after the Holy Supper and the Last Supper, and. Uh, he gets into Gethsemane in 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 order to pray, and here is uh, he's having fear, and he he's going to pray, and I think that's a that's a good way of handling a fear, going to God with with your fear and and being uh, mm. honest in God with that. But he also brings some friends uh, in that process. Uh, unfortunately, they fell asleep, so they weren't much of a friend, but. Uh, to connect to other people, I think it's also uh, an important thing in the fear because fear also isolates us. Uh, 
and it's hidden, as you said, on Jacob. So we must reveal the fear, both for God and for other people, in order to to um, to um, see it also that it could be met with by love, and then the the fear could could be eliminated. That's good. I just have uh, two quotes that could be questions to think about uh, for the future. The first one is mm. this. Everything that you're longing for is outside your comfort zone. Everything you're longing for is outside your comfort zone. <laughs> and the other one is, what would you do if you, did, if you weren't scared? What would you do if you couldn't, um, um, if you, if you couldn't fail? Uh, what what would you do if you are not uh, thinking about other people's reaction? Uh, those three questions were actually one question, but you understand the, the question. I think those are extremely good uh, questions and quotes about uh, fear, and and it uh, really also reveals how strong the fear is uh, in us. Uh, any better final words, or shall we call it the day then? <laughs> Probably we call it today. It is, <laughs> yeah, it's a good time like this. Yeah. <laughs> See, I had a good quote. Yeah. <laughs> to love is to be all vulnerable. So I think, uh, yeah, uh, if, as you say, it's outside of the comfort zone, but uh, mm. that's where God uh, invites us. Uh, so, uh, yeah, let's, let's love and uh, uh, get away from fear to love. So that's good. Good. Thank you, Marxists mm. and Jacob. And uh, thank you all who have watched us or listened to us have a great week and we'll be back next week with uh, uh, and then we talk about discipleship yeah see you next week bye bye yes bye